come on in. It's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. I tried watching Frasier for the first time today, and I think it's just mean. With David Dillon. I've done my life an incredibly great disservice by waiting this long to dive into the Star Wars animated series. And Dewey Cassidy. This is really good. <laughs> and I'm your Dungeon Master, Alex Wolfson. All right, we've got two announcements this week. Two Ooh. announcements. The first is that our character artwork has been completed. Oh my gosh. Woo! Check that out on our Instagram at SmalltownDnd. And accompanying each character art is a small bio, a meet the character. Fun facts and a, a small bio that all the players wrote. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Woohoo! Be- well, actually, it's really funny. I don't know if I can talk about it, but yeah. he's dressed like. <laughs> They gave him a wife beater. <laughs> He's wearing a wife beater and full-length jeans, which is honestly like better than I could have asked for. So our, our artist is he's a he's a real big brain guy. Nick Sebastian's our artist. He did a fantastic job as he always did. Also did our our logo. So shout out to Nick. And our second announcement is we received a very concerning email. From a citizen in Chester's chair, I uh, promised in my response to read it out, so I will I will do that now. Our first fan mail. If you can call it that. Or something. Yeah, it's fun that our first fan mail is concerned. That's a- <laughs> the title is Boycott Albert Penis, all caps. Oh, come on. <laughs> Good evening. I am writing out of pure concern for the recent actions of one Albert Penis. I am a very passionate oh. animal advocate in Chester's chair. Also, one word. Uh, it is two words. Let's let's clear that out. <laughs> Wait, did they put a space between Chester's and Chair? It's one, yeah, it's, that's correct in the email. It's one word. Did they put an apostrophe? No apostrophe. I it's a multiple Chester's and, what, and a single chair. I'm a very passionate animal advocate of Chester's chair, and I, period, am, period, appalled at the recent actions of one Mr. Albert Penis at the recent talent show. Oh, it's not a horse thing. Okay. Those of us that are honored to be animal health advocates are calling for Albert Penis to step down as part of this committee. I hope this email grabs your attention because it's about time we had a serious conversation about the appalling treatment that Crispy, a beloved local pup, endured at the hands of Albert Penis. It's mind-boggling that some people can turn a blind eye to the suffering of these innocent beings. I challenge you to take a hard look at your lifestyle choices and ask yourself, Are you contributing to this cruelty? Are you willing to be a part of this problem? Or will you rise above and be a voice for those who can't speak without the aid of magic? As, also, the uh, the S is also capitalized. As (laughs) the animal advocate representative of Chester's chair, we do not ask for sympathy. We demand action. I hope this email serves as a wake-up call to our small town. Animals deserve better. Crispy deserves better. And it's high time we made a change. Wake up. Definitely not someone named Mackenzie. <laughs> penis rebuttal. I was just saying now, clearly I remember what Albert Penis did to the dog. But in case the listeners don't, could, could maybe the DM fill us in oh on what Albert gosh. Penis did? <laughs> yes, Albert Penis, you menaced a dog um, because he wanted to eat your hot dogs yeah, that was, part of my, that was part of his act. You jumped yeah, up no. on top of the table, pulled out a crossbow, and th- and barked back at this dog, threatening it. 
Okay, I was never. Albert Pinos is never going to shoot the dog with a crossbow. Did the dog know that? Wow. Well, the idea is that the dog doesn't know that, so it runs away. I think that's not cruelty. It's a, he's a hungry dog, and he is a follower follower of Kalimvor. So, how know. many torturers and dictators have said, "I think that's not cruelty"? <laughs> oh yeah, torturers and dictators famously wishy washy. Yeah, I yeah. think that's not torture. <laughs> They're not like, "Oh, that's not torture." Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's not cruelty. The second level of gaslighting. Well, I had to issue a response. Dear, definitely not someone named Mackenzie. I want to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize for the behavior of Mr. Albert Penis. Threatening stray dogs with crossbows is antithetical to our values here in Chester's chair. Two words with an apostrophe after the R. I will personally make sure that this complaint gets the attention it deserves. Thank you for giving Crispy the dog a fourth leg to stand on. Tile Boldfellow special assistant to the mayor okay well tile's never gonna tile loves albert penis he's never gonna do shit <laughs> his last name's bold fellow yes it is mm. fun joke themes now when you say two words with an apostrophe after the r are you saying are you spelling that out in the email or are you spelling it out and then adding that afterward as a passive aggressive note to spell it correctly next time it was the it was the letter okay great <laughs> uh Okay, let's start the show. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's how. How do we get out of that otherwise? When we last left off, you pit the values and principles farms against each other to negotiate their price down. In the process, Albert Penis destroyed several parts of the principal farm's homestead, breaking the ceiling, causing an old man in a bathtub to fall out, and then invited this old man to live with him, which he accepts. And now John Moneyboy Fall lives with <laughs> Albert Penis. And you have a thousand Chris Tato for four gold. <laughs> and also, I wanted to mention with Chimpy and now Money Boy, Albert Penis, you're really playing Pokemon instead of D and D. Yes, <laughs> trying to catch them all. I have a plan all. to make space for them. Don't worry. Excellent. <laughs> you're gonna set some free. Yeah, I'm gonna release them <laughs> or put them in a computer. Well, because I can't nickname them. So what's the point? <laughs> Back in town, you run into Jilrana Thistletop as she rescues a boy from a dilapidated home. Albert Penis almost flirts with her, then promises her 600 gold to create gift bags for the queen. And back in Missing Chair Square, looking out for a chef who can create 98 more ways to serve a Chris Tato, you buy Clegg a disguise kit in order to infiltrate the Breeze Top Estates and visit the restaurant there, Taste Plus Dignity. When suddenly Lan Sponk drops in on you, telling you that Miss Maggie Lathy did not show up for work today, she is missing. And there, standing just outside of the original Hammer Spines, the three of you, plus a chimpanzee, homunculus chimpy, and an old man wearing nothing but Albert Penis's shirt wrapped around his naked body, John <laughs> Moneyboy Fall, 
I guess you we could have are... bought him something in the store. Now. <laughs> I could have bought him clothes, I guess. <laughs> you face a big decision. Do you continue with your original plan to uh, somehow infiltrate or otherwise speak with the owners of Taste Plus Dignity and follow up on the Cristado lead? Or do you act on the information Lance Spunk gave you that Miss Maggie Lathy is missing? It is, as a reminder, night here in Missing Chair Square. It's still humid. You're sweaty from a long day of hard work, lots of travel, tense negotiations. So you're getting tired, but uh, what would you like to do? Well, Clegg, this is this is your peer. Um, how much yeah. do you care about uh, Miss Maggie Lathy? Well, we have our differences, but... I was going to say, this, I don't know if Clegg has any peers so much as soon-to-be enemies based on the way she talks <laughs> to a lot of people she works with. <laughs> I think it's also weird because it's like all children or one of two really irresponsible adults. But yeah. I think um, despite our differences, it's probably a pretty big deal. And it's not like the cops are going to do anything about it. They never do. Goddamn right they aren't. All right. Well, let's go find uh, Miss Maggie Lathy then. All right. Money Boy goes, great. Maybe I'll, um, do you have any, like a home? I do. We'll show you as soon as we rescue Miss Maggie Lathy, honey, money boy. Okay, got it. I'll, t- I'll stick around for now. Yes, I know it may have seemed like you were about to leave the party for a moment, but you'll be staying with us as we see Miss Maggie Lathy. <laughs> My idea exactly. He'll salute you. We could give him the disguise kit that we just paid an absorbent amount of money for to disguise him as not an anarchist. Is the disguise kit reusable, like, in terms of, like, is it the same disguise they put on and it changes depending on what they need, or are there multiple disguises in the kit? I believe the disguise kit can be used to fashion one convincing disguise. Okay. Just because I would feel bad handing Clegg an outfit that had an old man's naked balls in it at some point. <laughs> What's the age cutoff before it's an old man naked balls from an acceptable aged naked balls? That's a good question, but I know he's past the range based on the voice Alex uses. For I'm him. 99 years old. <laughs> okay, that okay. sounds old to me. Yeah. No, this is more of a philosophical question. All right, question. fellas, well, let's say we venture off and rescue Clegg's best friend. She's not my best friend. She's not my mom. She's just someone who has so much power over me and whether or not I get to finally leave this town. But yes, we should go back to Tower Schoolhouse and I have a key, so... Search for clues. Fantastic. And off we go to the Pond District. Walking amongst the dense homes here, each architecturally interesting, wooden homes that connect to each other, walkways that are raised up above the the street, connecting two homes together where maybe two halves of a family live. You come eventually to the Tower Schoolhouse, your familiar three-story schoolhouse. It is night, and so the building is dark, and the, the door looks to be locked. What would you like to do? I believe we have a key, right, Clegg? Do you want to just burst right in? Yeah, I think we're going to unlock the door and burst right in. The door opens for you, and you enter. Uh, it is, it's pitch black in here. So, oh, this is actually the first time this comes up. Who has dark vision? Who has a way to see in the dark? I have dark vision. So I don't have dark vision, but Summer's Bounty has dark vision. Yeah, so 
you can uh Clegg, you can see through your familiar's eyes and um get a, a kind of dark vision in that way. Halflings don't typically have dark vision. So Albert Penis, unless you have something that creates light, you are in pitch black here. Yeah, I don't got shit. I'll I'll cast light on is the homunculus with us? Oh wait, no, I have I have my torch. I have the butter heater. Oh, there you go. So Albert Penis is in, in order to see is going to pull out the self um, melting butter knife, which is just essentially a metal handled torch, which gets very hot pretty quick. Great, like a medieval lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. It's great for toast. <laughs> so Jeremiah, you can see, and and Clegg, with the light of the torch, you also can see it'll shed a dim light out, radiating around you. The schoolhouse looks as you left it. On a first glance around, nothing is obviously out of place. What would you like to to do here? I think first we'll try to look at Miss Maggie Lathy's desk and where she usually teaches. Great. Um, go ahead and make an investigation check. And what are you looking for? I rolled a 22. Um, wow. I guess we're looking to see if anyone broke in or if she's been... I don't know if she has like a secret compartment in her desk. Yeah. Just anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. You look over her desk. It hasn't been used today. Was she supposed to teach today? Uh, today was a school day. You would expect that Maggie Lathy was working today. And and really the, the core of the issue is that Maggie Lathy did not even show up to school today. So her desk looks to be completely untouched. You search it also for hidden compartments with a 22 you find there are no hidden compartments, but searching through some papers that she keeps in, in a drawer at her desk, you find three interesting things. You find some documentation of hers that seems to have her address on it, as her home address. You also find two grade books. A grade book for the students, and a grade book closed and locked, marked Colnox University. Um, Alex, I would like to make a, a move here. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert Penis is going to cast magical tinkering upon his shirt that's wrapped around um, our friend Money Boy, mm-hmm. and is going to turn that into a black light so we can see if there are any fingerprints, urine, blood, etc. In case there's maybe a fight or something. Great. Well, there's. Do we have to take the shirt off the old man to use it as a black light. No, I'm just going to make the old man walk around as he okay, needs cool. to. Over here. <laughs> Over there. Money Boy walks, creeping around the room. All right, money boy, if you could just walk around the room until you find something of interest that maybe um, shoots up in a beam of green light. This is the worst game of cosmic bolding I've ever been a part of. Money boy creeps around the room. Oh, over here, over there. And then we'll yell to you, Albert. Found it, found it, found it. Oh, boy. I'm gonna run over. What, what did you find? There, there. He points down at the floor. Uh, outside of the restroom, right in front of the restroom, is a puddle of urine, and it lights up in the black light. But also, you wouldn't need the black light to see this because it is physically on the ground. Attention, fellows! We found ourselves some <laughs> sort of puddle that could be blood, urine, or semen. Oh, or do I know it's urine just based on the look? Or? Yeah, it's just very obvious. It smells like urine, okay. and it is yellow. On second thought, I do not <laughs> smell blood or sperm, so clearly this is urine. Uh, canonically albert penis can't smell urine due to a laboratory accident (laughs) (laughs) that's why he said he didn't smell blood or semen that's how he knows 
Thank you for for that note for the canon, because otherwise people would be all over the comments. <laughs> it was when he was making the toaster, a piece of toast hit him right in the brain, and it damaged the part of his brain that smells urine. So you know, I have to maintain the lore for this show. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll mark the clip. Clegg, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, looking at these three documents that you found. Um. God, Clegg wants to find a key for the grade book that says Colnox University because deep down she knows that it's her grade book. I mean, with that same investigation 22, the key is not in the desk. Okay, she's gonna look at it longingly and then look through the unlocked grade book. You flip it, you flip through it, you see the grades on for every assignment, every test for every student at Towers Schoolhouse. Alex, fast DM question. Yep. So Tasha's Caustic Brew is technically an attack, it though is. I did use it before on the um, rug. Is there any way that I could use it in a concentrated fashion if Clay were to ask me on the lock for the gradebook? Um, use- or is the lock like so connected with the book that it would burn up the book, too? Well, that would be the risk. You certainly okay. could try, and I would, I'd give you the chance to melt the lock, but okay. on a failure, you'd likely melt the book. It's up to Clegg, because technically Albert Penis does not know that it's in there. So I'll leave it up to Clegg if we want to do that. But I think she wouldn't take that risk, I think, right. in a few wizard levels, if we ever get there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> will have something <laughs> to do with this locked gradebook. Um, so nothing stands out in the student gradebook, it's just a list of grades. Is there someone who's like, you know doing really poorly <laughs> or is marked or flagged in any way for... Yeah, how's Jackson Fisher doing? <laughs> yeah, do you want to look at a specific student? Yeah, let's start with Jackson Fisher. You're going to go one by one through all the grades? Huh? No. i got to make them a lot more kids. <laughs> Shit. That's what she no, said. No, I mean, just, just looking for anything that stands out. Yeah, you're looking for... Uh, you, you look through, you find Jackson Fisher's grades. He's a B-minus, C-plus student. He gets an A for effort. Are you going to change any of his grades, or you're just taking a look? He's so dastardly, you know. Yeah, I think I think she <laughs> she'll she'll bump him up so that he's solidly a B minus and not a B minus C plus. Okay, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check to deftly erase and re-enter some grades. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you feel confident. Oh God. <laughs> um. Yeah, she's gonna stick with it. <laughs> and so we have her address. Does she live in the Pond District? It is an address in the Pond District, yes. Okay, we'll flag that. And the urine on the floor. Is it normal? Would Clegg know <laughs> if kids are often urinating on the floor? Uh, would you know if kids... Are, yeah, it's it's not uncommon at all for kids to be on the okay. floor. <laughs> what about the size of the puddle? Is that kid size? <laughs> uh, you can make an investigation check to think about that. Freak. Roll an investigation <laughs> check. I'll I rolled a 12. On the investigation check, so you can add one D4. One, so 13. A 13. Um, yeah, to understand if this is a kid, it looks like a kid's amount of pee. Right. Upon further investigation, this appears to be child-sized urine, so do with that what you will. Perhaps this child pissed here after being complicit in the kidnapping, or it was not related piss from this morning, depending on how well-paid the janitorial staff are. Yeah, with the 13... And in, in rolling investigation, you know a little bit more. the The way the puddle is located, it looks like a kid was just 
waiting to use the bathroom and didn't make it. Oh, that's terrible. It appears that this child had some sort of accident while waiting for the restroom, which, as we all know, my body is biologically incapable of doing unless someone else is around. (laughs) That's awful. I agree. poor child. Poor kid. If we could have a moment of silence for this child's dead social (laughs) life following this accident. So you've searched through the tower's schoolhouse. Uh, Where to next? I'm lightly suspicious of Mr. Jack Cole, but I have no good reason to be suspicious of him. I'm suspicious of the pee. Why is there so much pee? Well, we looked hard into the pee and we determined it was child pee. And quite a bit of it. Mm. Okay. Well, if there's nothing else here, should I guess the next logical thing to do is uh, go to her address? Yeah. Any detours anybody wants to go and do? No, as much as I'd love to go wrangle up some chefs, it seems like the high priority is getting back Miss Maggie Lathy. So let's do it. Let's go to her house. Okay. You make your way through the pond district, and with her address in hand, it's easy enough to find uh, her home. You pass underneath a walkway connecting two homes on an upper level. You see a building that seems to be kind of like built like a ship. Many different architecturally interesting wooden buildings and structures here in the pond district eventually you come to what looks like a simple series of townhomes and on one edge of it is a small two-story building though it looks maybe it's only 700 800 square feet or so the home of maggie lathy what would you like to do does anybody know the text person or anything can we check if she's in there before we barge in don't have anything for that neither do i all right well since it seems to be a person's life is at risk, I say we barge right in. Any disagreement? I was going to say, I was just going to knock on the door, but we could barge well, right in. Now that you mentioned I guess we could knock on the door. Great, you approach and knock on the door. You wait in silence for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. No answer. Well, I think this would be an appropriate time to barge. Yep. Great, as you try the door, it is locked. Hmm. How does the door look? Is it pretty sturdy or is it pretty easy, pretty flimsy? I was going to say, yeah, uh, I'll make a perception check for that. It's off the table. Perception. Ooh, that's a good one. 21. Whoa. 21. Wow. The door is, it's not especially sturdy. Uh, It looks sort of like it's mass produced. Everything in the pond district looking around. Looks like it's put up pretty quickly and pretty cheaply. It's not it's not uh, weak, but it's not the sturdiest door we've seen. And also, with a 21, I'll give you a little more. Inspecting around the edges of it, the door was closed and locked normally. It doesn't, it hasn't been forced off the hinges or something like that. Hmm. Is there any light or anything coming up from the cracks? Looking around the cracks, no. It looks to be dark inside, and it's dark outside. Well, uh, Albert, do you have anything that we could maybe uh, blow this door straight off its hinges? I'm glad you asked. We don't have to blow (laughs) anything. A lot like my experience in college. So, (laughs) I have Tasha's Caustic Brew, and I think, depending on the Dungeon Master's approval, I could use that to burn off the hinges. Uh, Yeah, you could use an acid attack to destroy a door. It wouldn't be a, you know precise and discreet destroying of a door. That's surely fine if it's not. It would be attacking a door. Alright, if you fellows agree, I have a precise and discreet way to blow down, or to open this door. 
I have with me my caustic brew, my acidic brew that was meant to clean pipes that instead completely strips them down to nothing. And should you wish, I could blow right through this door with acid. In a precise and deliberate manner. I think we should drop some acid on that. I mean, if it's precise and deliberate, then by all means, go ahead. If I'm Albert Penis, then my middle name is Precise, Deliberate, and Brian. All right, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and roll the attack. Uh, Acid damage five. Range of effect is 30 feet. I don't mean, I don't know if that means that it will hit everybody within 30 feet or it can hit within 30 feet. Is it one target or does it say it's a cone? It's probably one target. I have to uncast it and recast it. Uh, Oh, wait, a stream of acid emanates from you in a line 30 feet long and five feet wide. Got it. So as you shake up your bottle of acid and throw it towards the door, it burns a straight line like suspended in midair through the door and in a five foot wide circle, which is pretty wide. And actually that is where it's going to stop because it's, it's with, with that much damage, it doesn't quite like burn a hole straight through the wall, but it is going to burn a hole within the door large enough for somebody to crawl through or certainly to reach your arm through. It also will fall down onto the pavement and singe the steps up to her front door. Wait, wait, so sorry. How tall? So it's five feet wide, but how tall is the hole then? It's a it's a five foot diameter line. Okay. So you could easily fit through Quite it. Quite wide. Right. All right. Well, folks, what do you say we five climb through? Jeremiah's uh, jaw is on the floor right now and looking around being like, the cops are going to come and think that we're breaking and entering. We'll just tell them we lost our key. Those stupid pigs, they'll be so busy shoveling down slop at the donut hut, they won't think a second about it. The man has a point. We'll just tell them there's a lawful protest going on a couple miles away, and they'll be gone in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just so that I know, as the dungeon master, does anyone have thieves tools in this whole party? I have thieves tools. Got it, okay. (laughs) <laughs> realizing now i have these tools right because it's like we've, we've been encountering locks like they're impossible but <laughs> i've had these tools the entire time oh no. it's okay we're all learning dewey's character together uh-huh. <laughs> so for the future in case anybody needs them i have smiths tailors thieves and tinkers you got tons of tools yeah oh no sorry the tailors is just tailor's tape i think that might be a custom item i made i made mm. um but we have Smith's tools, thieves tools, and tinkers tools. So do with that what you will. <laughs> and if if what you will is open a door, then my bad. Uh. <laughs> well, you step through the gaping, burning hole in Miss Maggie Lathy's house and enter into her living room. There's a, it's kind of a hybrid living room kitchen. It's simply furnished. There's nice doilies and things lining the lining little end tables and stools. She has a simple cloth couch, um, and there's a book folded and closed on it, and then also stairs leading upwards. Jeremiah is curious if she's in a book club and wants to know what she's reading. Great. Um, you go over, you flip the book over. It says, uh, The Loneliest Badger. Aww. Oh. I don't, loneliest implies there are other lonely badgers, too. Yeah, flipping it over, it is, it is a tale of many different woodland creatures who are all friends except for the badgers who are outcasts and this is the saddest one is it like a, a children's Whoa. book or like an adult's book told in playful allegory 
the ladder. It's like a watership down. Okay, and now you can cut this if you don't want to peek behind the curtain. Was this a was this like a a note you had, or is this a very sad improvisation? This is the saddest improvisation that's Great. ever been improved. Okay, just just curious. This is a peek into my soul improv. <laughs> the cover of it is uh, a badger, and he's looking left and right, and there's just groups of other woodland creatures socializing around him. Wow. Uh, it, it says it's on Wendy Wanda's Books of the Month. Windy or Wendy? Windy. Weather or, or the violent spirit? <laughs> now, the one that makes less sense, Wendy. Okay. <laughs> I think that was a genuine question. That, that's a good question. I need to be mocked here. <laughs> what else will it be in Maggie Lathy's home? Well, I'm going to take the saddest badger with me because <laughs> I want to... I mean, we are. It's already been known that uh, somebody has broken into her house. Uh, there's going to be no denying that. So, might as well steal some things. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Alex, I I may have missed this because I got distracted by the sad badger. So, are we? Do we know how many? Is it like a one bedroom house? Do we know how many bedrooms there are? Can we see from where you're at right now? The the space that you're in takes up the whole floor plan. Although there's stairs leading up. It was two. It was two stories. Oh. Right. All right. Well, as far as I know, my guy, uh, Money Boy, is still uh, emitting a black light. So I'm going to once again just have him run around the room and see if anything pops up. Uh, He's standing on the couch and stuff. He'll climb up on an end table. His feet are filthy and the white, beautiful doily (laughs) is black and sullen after he gets off it. He just came out of a bath. How can he be? How can it be so dirty? He's been walking around barefoot since then. You didn't give him shoes? He's naked except for a wrap around Albert Penis's shirt has been wrapped around his So, genitals. like, the, the jacket part of it is on the front and the butt is just the sleeves? Yeah, by now he's fashioned it into, like, a sumo wrestler's wrap around, And so the it perfectly outlines his ass crack. Okay, great. Good to know. <laughs> That's great. That looks a lot better than the um, hospital gown look that he was going for earlier. Yes. Nothing unusual downstairs. Uh, it seems like Miss. Are you talking about the old man or the house? <laughs> the house. <laughs> okay. Miss Maggie Lathy clean, keeps a very clean house. Okay. And nothing Not no more up for you. Uh, money boy, how about you run upstairs real quick and check if there's anything mysterious up there? Oh, oh, ah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. And he'll <laughs> run upstairs. And you hear from upstairs. Oh, ah. Um, uh, you see a, a, a wiry old man face peeking down from the top of the stairs. Uh, you might want to come up uh, here, too. I cast light on him. Great. Now he's glowing with a black and regular light. <laughs> okay, I'd like to cast Druidcraft to turn all the lights on because I took Druidcraft. Um, like, I took it deliberately. Like, I had to sit there and think, I want this, and I'm going to make a very complicated character so I can take Druidcraft, and I haven't done it enough Please yet, tell. so I'd like to cast Druidcraft. I think you're the only person in the entire D&D history who sought out to get Druidcraft. At the time, I thought, this is going to be great. This is going to be so huge, <laughs> and <laughs> now I wish I took <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I think it's great. It, it all worked out for one beautiful moment. Yeah. It's uh I think that's important. This is like Clegg Tumstall lights the <laughs> turns the lights on and then stands there asking for praise. Yeah. And... <laughs> Clegg, great work on that. Holy shit. I uh knew a druid once and 
Spent a long time learning Druidcraft. Anyway, we should go make sure. Oh, sorry, before we proceed, I just want to pause uh-huh. and note something. We heard the old man make a noise that sounded as if he has seen something upsetting. So our response was to make yeah. that upsetting thing as visible as possible before we go up there. Just to make sure that is clear. <laughs> Even though Jeremiah is a grave cleric, he doesn't want to get spooked by anything. Okay, no, that's fair. But if we see like a dead body, it's going to be like HDTV up there. So it's making sure. <laughs> you stand downstairs. Uh, money. <laughs> You stand downstairs after Money Boy gasped for six minutes. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I cast I cast light as a ritual, so we all have to wait for tint. No, I'm kidding. Well, we should put down these tea cookies we found and go see what that noise is. <laughs> Eating her snacks and things. Crap. Oh, my gosh. You going upstairs? Yep. We go upstairs. Great. Uh, you go upstairs. The room is immaculately clean, except on the bed... There are three swimsuits laid out, and Money Boy is going, <gasps> You're going to want to see these. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Money Boy, what is it? Feast your eyes. It, it's some sort of bed with uh, swimsuits on it. Need I say more? I think we found <laughs> what we're looking for. I would actually very much prefer if you did say more. I'm curious as to what you've discovered here. We went into... A home and found upstairs three swimsuits. Yes, and and what what are you getting at? Need here, I boy? say more? <laughs> I I beg you, I beseech you to say more. In fact, <laughs> money bags is, is. Are you trying to turn money this boy. into like a panty? Sorry, money boy, money boy. Are you are you trying to turn this into a panty raid? Oh, maybe I'm suggesting something better than a panty raid. A, a swimsuit raid. A swimsuit try-on. What? <laughs> I got three free swimsuits out of this. It's been a while since I got free clothes. Well, it's only Are been they... an hour since I got free clothes, but... Well, Money Boy, technically they aren't your clothes. We've broken into this house, but that does not give us carte blanche to take anything that we want, except for a children's book and some tea cookies. I want one of them. You can have one, but it can't be the cutest. Oh, shit. I gotta take this ugly onesie? I never said the ugliest. I said it can't be the cutest. <laughs> I'm going to take the bikini with flamingos on it. Money boy. Yes. Are you going to wear the top? I'm going to wear both pieces. All right. Because if you waste one of them, I'm not going to let you take it. You have to wear both of them at all times. Albert Penis, when I agreed to live with you earlier today, <laughs> I promised you I would never tell you a lot. And haven't I held up that promise? Honey boy, you're right, and I'm sorry. Come here, and I'm going to try to hug him. He'll hug you back. Okay. All right, well, I think we've I think we've solved the mystery here. Yeah, I'd say so. Is there anything odd about the swimsuits? Is it just... Make an investigation check, please. 21. 21! Without help and without guidance. Just I was going to say, can I give you guidance just to see how much we could pump this bad boy up? Yeah, I, I'd allow. A, I'll allow a retroactive guidance. <laughs> she rolled before I could say anything. I'm excited because I have a plus five to investigation. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Hey, that may make a difference. You know, Ooh. twenty-five. That's a lot more. Okay. With a twenty-five and rolling investigation, Clegg, this is using your intelligence, mm-hmm. and so you start to put the pieces together. It's night. That's odd. Yeah. And you've never seen Maggie Lathy in a swimsuit. That's odd. 
and the home was locked up. It seems like she intentionally laid out her swimsuits, probably chose one that you're not seeing here, and then left and went on her way, somewhere maybe that she's swimming. It doesn't look like she's been kidnapped or, 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 or otherwise, you know, harmed in some way. It seems like she's just gone. But that doesn't make sense, given the fact that it's a school day. Why would she have left? That's so mysterious. What a strange thing. Hey, Alex. I have a fast DM question for you. Yeah. If I create a homunculus, does it have any memory of its time before it was created? No, because it's it's cast on an object, and so no, he does not have an. It does not have. Okay, so if I made a homunculus out of her swimsuits, it would not be able to tell us that something had happened. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, can't cast speak with swimsuit. Oh, cast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Clegg's gonna tell her friends relay this information. So there's two bodies of water in this town, and that's. Fisher's Pond and Tenor Lake, or Tenor... Tenor Lake, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, she she obviously took the cutest swimsuit with her, because the three that she has here is kind of dog shit. <gasps> yes. Are the swimsuits dog shit? Uh, I'll make a roll. <laughs> with a 13, they're... They're, they're not great. They're Kmart. like... They're kind of generic. They're target. I will say, Jeremiah, I'm quite surprised that a man of your of your uh, background, let's say, has such a strong opinion on the quality of women's swimsuits. Listen here, buddy. I've been on this <laughs> planet for a long time. I've seen a lot of swimsuits in my day. I've seen a lot of swimsuit fashion in my day. This is dog shit. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, I trust you. All right. I'm a, I'm an inventor, not a not a seamstress, or seamster, or non-binary seam <laughs> seam master. Um, okay, so it's between so it's between Tenor Lake and something Fisher's pond? pond, or if there's, or if there's somebody has a pool somewhere, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. How many jacuzzis are in Chester's chair? Roll a d100. Now I'm no lifeguard, no swimming expert, but when I think of a swim, I don't think of going down to the pond. I think of taking a nice dip at the lake. I say we go to Tenor Lake, but it is up to you, my friends, to decide where we go. Fisher's Pond is around the corner. That's that's the only reason why I'd want to check that one out. Yes, it's right by where fudge is made. <laughs> I don't understand that. You've never seen Milk Milk Lemonade? So, Milk Milk, two taps on the breast, lemonade, one tap on the crotch, around the corner, you point to your butt, fudge is made. <laughs> I didn't... From childhood rhyme. I didn't know Thank the you. reference, so I just laughed because I thought it was mysterious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I got the reference. <laughs> So you're going first to Fisher's mm-hmm. Pond, is that right? We're going to take a quick stop and then head to Tenor Lake, because I think that's... Yeah. Okay. Um, it's easy enough to get to Fisher's Pond as it's right around the corner. And I'd like the group... So e- either you can all roll individually or someone can roll with advantage and guidance. Your choice. But I'd like somebody to make either a perception or investigation check, depending on if you are scanning for something unusual or, or, or trying to use your intelligence to put together something that might be out of place, but not 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 outwardly look unusual. Not to metagame, I have a plus four investigation. If anybody has a higher investigation or, or perception... Not to metagame, but I'd like to exactly metagame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we all just roll one then? See what happens? Yes. Okay. Alex? <laughs> God fucking damn it. 
Yeah, fuck you and your plus four. I have a plus four. I rolled a six investigation. A six. <laughs> I I got a critical failure. <gasps> I got a one. A natural one. A natural one. I rolled a 17. Wait, 17 on what? Investigation or perception? Investigation. I have a plus five to investigation. Whoa! And Clegg is carrying the whole team Once here. Once again, those loaded dice, man. <laughs> My perception is really, really bad, though, so... Money Boy is now wearing the <laughs> flamingo swimsuit. Albert Penis and Jeremiah are too distracted by his sensual dancing to <laughs> uh, pay attention to anything else. It's strange he put on the swimsuit but chose to continue wearing the shirt around his waist. <laughs> well, he could easily put it on his body as a shirt. And he's not, it's not so much a good sensual dance as it is such odd jerky movements that it's entrancing. Clegg unfazed. You scan the horizon around the lake and you make special note to look for footprints. You see animal prints and you see what what certainly must be children playing by the lake and nothing unusual no signs of struggle and nothing else that stands out to you all right um it might be time then to go to tenor lake which is the spookier one because of its namesake and origin can i cast well i guess how how big is fisher's pond like can we are we like pretty certain that like we can see the entire perimeter it's not it's not that large. Yeah. Clegg has okay. an apartment out here you, and she could see the whole thing from her window. OK. And it is about midnight. So where are you heading to Tenor Lake now? Tenor Lake, as you know, is several hours away Whoa. and is through Carla's wilderness, a potentially even dangerous wilderness outside of town. Well, how much do you care about Miss Maggie Lathy? I care a lot. Of, well, hold on. I have very complicated feelings for her. She's like, but I think she's pretty important. Like there's a bunch of kids relying on her, but I also think that it would be really hard to, to explore Carla's wilderness at night without a guide. Sorry. My ears must be deceiving me here. There must be, I don't know if I have some wax left in there. I feel like I hear two quitters here. (laughs) <laughs> now sure we could wait until the daytime wait until it's visible but for all we know she'll be torn apart by wolves by then or left dead in some bog there is a woman out there a pillar of our community will it be good for the city if she were to die so that we no longer have to pay her and her children 600 gold yes <laughs> but should we let that be the reason that we let her die I Albert Penis third of my name because again my father did not take this name and I took it back I say we go we find that woman and sorry one moment the homunculus seems to be trying to eat a pine cone with his hand I'll be right back (coughs) no chimpy chip no chimp spit it out spit spit it out (laughs) good god (laughs) so what say you Oh, fine. Well, I'm already not sleeping in. I'm already sleeping in for tomorrow anyway, so might as well. And you, money boy? Oh, I'm in. Great. And that is where we will take our break, and we will be off to Tenor Lake right after that. Bye-bye.
as you get to the edge of town, you look out into a dense, thick forest. You are standing on the edge of Carla's wilderness. Named after the founder of the Reed District, a hunter named Carla, whose commitment to being alone earned her many followers. You look through these thick trees, and you see a number of rough trails, used mostly by the tanners for hunting game, are kind of carved into the forest here. Make a survival check, please. Again, either all separately or one with advantage and guidance. 21. I say we do one person with advantage of guidance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 25. 25. Oh my gosh. Hey, the team is coming together here. Absolutely. Me and Chelsea with our loaded dice. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah Jelsinkley takes the lead. You scout out over these trails looking for the correct one. It's only natural that you take the lead here, seeing as you are the resident Chester's chair expert. Looking at all these trails with a 25, you notice a little more than that. Though there's many footpaths into Carla's wilderness, you see very faintly, kicked and and like it was over in an instant, signs of a struggle, and then feet being dragged along one of the paths. And, and you, you can see the path clearly from here. And that's it. <laughs> I didn't know that was <laughs> underwhelming, but yes, that's it. <laughs> um, is there any sort of weapons or is there any like any indication on what might, what else might have happened? To get a better picture, you, you could make an investigation check. That'd be separate to investigate the scene. The survival check is to track. Got it. And after after. Uh... Is it possible to relay that information then have you then have Clegg do an investigation check? Yeah, totally. Hell yeah. Unless David, you also have a plus five investigation. I don't have a plus five to investigation. Very wise, also very dumb. <laughs> Great. I think we we have some characters that are like the polar opposite where it's like you put it all into intelligence and then none to wisdom. Um yeah, and sorry yeah. to disappoint everyone, but I rolled a cool ten. Ooh. Why if someone's you helping that? you, I'll allow advantage here. I'll help. With guidance or no? Or I, I cast guidance. If Great. the DM will let allow it. Yeah, totally. Okay, and then it's a 22. Whoa. Wow. Let's go. Let's go. If it's a split decision, if something's happening right in the moment, I might not allow people to pile on. But as you're kind of, it's, it's not so time sensitive here. You're standing, looking, you know, inspecting the, the ground here. With a 22... The the foot markings are are odd. They're dug in a little bit more in some places, a little bit less in some places, and seem to be dragged then again into the forest. You put together, someone was wearing flip-flops when they were seemingly attacked and then dragged. But as far weapons and other blood, nothing like that. Do we know the color of flip-flops? <laughs> From the footprints? No, not even with a 22. Bummer. Sorry, I, I also have a request. Um... Money boy, could you walk over to this area we're investigating and see if there's anything suspicious glowing back at your black light? Money boy is his body is glowing with regular light and his his sumo wrestler wrap is glowing with black light, which kind of is canceled out also by the I was regular say, light. Does the regular light not disappear after a while? <laughs> it's one hour. 
was a long time. <laughs> I'll go wherever I'm needed. Okay, well, let's see if we see anything. Let's just go see what you do over there. He walks over and stands over by the footprints and things. He weaves his body around, casting different shadows on the crime scene. <laughs> it reveals nothing. Okay, thank you, money boy. Do you need to use the bathroom while we're while we have you? I uh, know I can hold it. <laughs> that would that did not answer my question. It sounds like you need to use it and choosing not to. Out of I can hold it. I'm okay. Oh, okay. Just because the life is on the line. Thank you, money boy. Thank you. All right, I'm. Miss Maggie Lathy and her festive swimwear getup was dragged into Tunner Lake. What a huge disaster. Well, what do you say? We follow? We follow this trail? Can we try to do like a bird call um, to see if Finea Vorn's around? <laughs> like, do you think that would <laughs> summon us. her? Try and do a bird call to see if Finea Vorn's around? I'm trying to think of how she could be summoned. Um... I don't know. It's either Alex, that don't or stifle our creativity. Let her do the bird call. <laughs> yeah, you can make a. Generally, you can would make we a, know if she would be hanging around here at night, or are none of us that close to her that we would know? You can look. You want to know if she typically does that? You can make a history check, or if you just want to look, you can all make uh, perception checks. Yeah, I think <laughs> you can all just look. So, are we all making bird calls while we're doing the perception checks? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can make the bird calls. It won't affect the roll, though. <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> five, five, five. Ooh, I rolled like hot garbage. I rolled a six. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Great. With my plus five. Nowhere to be seen. So we're just like hooting into the wind. <laughs> 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 Hooting and hollering. All right, I guess we go in alone. Okay, into the forest. What was the what was the consensus on everybody's dark vision? Was Albert Penis the only one that doesn't have dark vision? I don't have dark vision, but I do have advantage against being frightened. <laughs> That's so good. Albert Penis and Clegg do not have dark vision. Clegg can sort of see through the eyes of her bat, but when she does so, That's her right. own eyes cease to function. So it's it's okay. a precarious it's a precarious thing to do. We gotta to travel this go way. in holding hands. I was gonna say, could we could the homunculus carry Clegg with the big hand? It could. Clegg, do you want that? <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, someone could hold hands. You could, you could carry somebody through that. Well, way. Clegg, it's up to you. Do you want to be? Do you want to get your hands held? Or do you want to be carried by Chimpy? I think we should all hold hands, and Chimpy can hold three right. people's hands at once. Depending, he's got to like hands he's got to lean. <laughs> we're we're in a chain ring. Right. <laughs> okay. I think we just walking in some sort of non-Euclidean <laughs> geometry through the forest. Some funny shape. To answer the dark vision question, Jeremiah, you're the only one with dark vision. You're the only one who okay. can naturally see in the dark. Okay, I'll cast light on Summer's Bounty then. Okay, Summer's Bounty is glowing and can see in the dark. A beacon of hope. Well, just to clarify, Money Boy is also still glowing. Now, uh, the light cantrip would fade from Money Boy if you cast it on a new target. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, let's cast it on a new thing. Now we can use Money Boy's black light to look for scorpions in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> As you enter the forest, all holding hands in a in an awkward shape, <laughs> Summer's bounty perched atop Clegg, glowing. Clegg's eyes have rolled back into her head as she's looking through, channeling the energy. I also think of that Summer's bounty. Um, Summer's bounty doesn't have. I don't know if it's dark vision or like echolocation because that's how. Let's look it up. It's it's called something else in the D and D lore. Oh, interesting. 
Have you guys ever heard of that? Do that? <laughs> a blind sight. Oh, that's a Sandra Bullock one. <laughs> <laughs> blind sight is in some ways better than uh, dark vision. So uh, he uses his echolocation. <laughs> so Clegg is is walking through this place through echolocation. Actually, I don't know if you can use blind sight, you know, through this. Right. Like you can see through his eyes, but you don't just like get all of his senses. So no, Clegg, you you your eyes roll back into your head and you look out into <laughs> see nothing. <laughs> no, but actually you can see because he has light cast on his body. Oh, that's funny. And so in a strange turn of D D rules, you are all walking through the forest. <laughs> Chimpy the homunculus with three hands, outstretched, holding you in a strange shape. Clegg, your eyes are rolled back. Some you're looking through Summer's Bounty's eyes, who does not have dark vision, but is lit up, lighting up his surroundings, and so you can all see. And you walk in through the forest. And it seems to envelop you almost immediately. The lights from Missing Chair Square fade away quickly. You hear off in the distance, owls and other critters. Occasionally a branch breaks and you jump for a moment. You're walking through Carla's Wilderness at night. And I need to make a secret roll that turns out in your favor. You continue on for about an hour. You occasionally hear strange sounds but nothing too spooky nothing jumps out at you jeremiah you're able to keep a bead on the trail and you roughly put together again with your familiarity with the area you're not perfectly familiar but you've lived in town a long time you've likely visited tenor lake before uh you you expect you're about halfway there and as you look down at the ground you notice the path it's a little more overgrown now that you're further outside of town it's less well worn than it used to be making it harder to follow and so i would like another survival check to stay on the right trail uh 21 wow Wow. easy peasy air grills over here (laughs) jeremiah you pick up the trail again in no time following it as it seems to twist and turn slightly a 21 is very good Make an investigation check. And this is just Jeremiah as you're as you're walking through. I'll give guidance. Thanks. I need it. Twelve. Twelve is enough for this. As you're following the trail, there were many feet uh on the previous section of the trail, likely other hunters, other people using this trail. Now it seems like there are just two sets of footprints. One set of regular boots and one set of these flip-flops that are half-dragged and half-kind of pushed along. Presumably blue. (laughs) You continue along the path, and I need to make one more secret roll. That again goes in your favor. Hello, as we're walking, I've been thinking about these footprints that turn into one pair of footprints, and two conclusions have come to mind. The first being that we're dealing with some sort of gnome army that is now standing on each other's um, shoulders. Or two, there may be enemies lurking in the trees, so let's stay vigilant. Now again, I am immune to being frightened, but that does not mean <laughs> the two of you are. But let's make sure we keep an eye out. And a third option would be if there's another homunculus that's the inverse of Chimpy, where instead of uh, three <laughs> hands, it's three feet. Oh, his natural enemy. All right, Chimpy. 
I'm gonna keep you <laughs> safe. Don't you worry. <laughs> Good boy, Chimpy. Put Chimpy. Oh, Chimp, Chimpy, spit oh. it. Chimpy, put it down. You're not eating that pine cone. Oh. Chimpy. Oh. Spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're getting it wet, but you're getting it very wet, and that's very <laughs> gross. <laughs> doesn't have a mouth you continue on down this path for an hour and two hours going quite quite a long way weaving through the forest it's slower here more deliberate even darker than it was before any moonlight that was trickling down is seemingly sucked away by the blackness of this forest you eventually come to a break in the trees you can see it now, just 20 feet ahead of you. And before I proceed, I'd like to know the marching order that you're walking in. We talked about this funny shape, but I, I, I would like to know who's in front. And Jeremiah, you're in front, right? I was going to say, yeah, if I have dark vision, I'm probably in front leading the way and doing the survival checks. Would Clegg, Clegg being the one we're protecting, would that put Clegg in the middle or at the end? Clegg, where do you want to be? Mm. Well, Clegg, I think, is being held up by Chimpy, or at least is yeah. holding hands okay. with him. I think they're just in the middle in some type of weird okay. hack. Great. So I'm going to be, I'll be between the middle, I'll be the second, then I'll be between the middle and um, Jeremiah, and then Money Boy will be at the end. Got it. And Summer's Bounty is, I guess, like flying and glowing somewhere overhead. Okay. Like a UFO, man. <laughs> All the teens in Chester's chair are going to be like, you'll never believe what I saw last night. You see through the forest a black, vast expanse, the still surface of Tenor Lake. And there ahead of you, on a rough, rarely used path, is a small dock. And there's a rowboat sitting in the dock. Make a perception check. And this is with disadvantage. This is only dim light. Now it is it's beyond the range of your light cantrip. But with dark vision? What's your range on dark vision? 60 feet. Then for you, you can you can see this. No, no disadvantage on Jeremiah. Okay. Oh, uh, we all roll it individually? Yeah. Okay. 16. 7. <laughs> 7. Jeremiah, standing in the lead here, you can see... There's a figure sitting in the rowboat, not moving. <gasps> Spooky. Should we, should we have the homunculus go investigate, and then it will be a familiar face and not spook the person in the rowboat, and having this three-armed chimp go and say hi. We gotta sacrifice Chimpy. We can also fly Summer's Bounty overhead above the lake if it would help cast more light. Yeah, he'll light. come back if he dies. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you keeping the light cantrip on Summer's Bounty or taking that off? Uh, light is on, yes. Okay. Summer's Unless Bounty. you guys want to be sneaky. Oh. Last chance. What's it going to be? Actually, let's be sneaky because Summer's Bounty can relay the information that uh, that he sees so I'm gonna I'll drop light we can fly him out ahead in the darkness of night and he can relay what he echolocates in the lake 
Sorry, what's what's Summer Bounty's hit points? One. Okay, um, I am going to take um, the pine cone that the homunculus keeps spitting out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut it in half and then sew it together with a little piece of string and then impl- apply this infusion. Enhanced defense, giving a plus one bonus to armor class to Summer's Bounty while wearing it. Okay. Wow. You give him a cool little pine cone backpack. Yeah. Or well, chest it's, plate. It's, a, it's more like a, it's on both sides. I see. Like a chest plate? Like a turtle shell and chest This plate. is for so your adorable. trip, little man. I'm going to pat him on the head. <laughs> yeah. I guess it raised his armor class to 13. Chippy? Chippy, Chippy, get Summer's Bounty out of your mouth. So Summer's Bounty is dark, is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, he can communicate simple ideas to you, but again, he is effectively blind in darkness. He can just navigate with echolocation, but couldn't say, you know, show you who specifically is in the boat, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, we gotta make him some tiny bat glasses. No, he can't. I guess that's true. Wait, even with blindsight? Yeah, you reason that Summer's Bounty won't be able to make out fine details, but might find additional information by doing a flyby. Would you like to do that, or are you doing something else? Yeah, couldn't hurt. Okay. He says before Summer's Bounty gets hurt. (laughs) Summer's Bounty flies off into the distance, making a loop around the lake, around the rowboat. Make a perception check for Summer's Bounty. And this is going to be a disadvantage because he can't see fine detail. A nine. A nine. With a nine, he flies back and doesn't seem to have seen anything. Let me make one roll here. Oh, yeah. The figure in the rowboat, as he passes overhead, seems to stir, stand up, and start to look around. The figure in the rowboat is reaching now for the paddles. What would you like to do? Oh, man. I have something. I mean, this is either going to go really well or really poorly. Um, I want to cast command (gasps) on them because we're within 60 feet. And I want to command them to approach. (gasps) Hey, yeah. So what save is that? Uh, 13 wisdom save. I Did you roll? Um, Yeah, what were you going to do? I was going to portent the save to a three. Oh, you porting the save to a three? Let's go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I rolled a 12 plus I was looking up the modifier, but doesn't matter. This person seems to resist and then the oars drop out of the shadowed figure's hands. They step out of the rowboat and begin to walk towards you. Now again, just for, for technical detail here, Albert Penis and Clegg can't see unless the light cantrip is recast. Light it is command concentration because light is concentration. Command is not a concentration. Okay, so you could cast light again so that Albert Penis and Clegg can see. Sure. You guys, you guys want to see, or do you want me to just describe it to you in vivid detail? Yeah, I think we want to see. I think we could react faster if we see. Yeah. Although it would be funny to hear it narrated. Okay. I'll cast light on a tree that's like a midway point. Great. <laughs> it lights up. Okay. As this figure walks towards you, there in the dim light, you all see the horrified, almost petrified face of Sindar Fulby, (gasps) the priest from the Temple of Joaquin, in his robes. He walks slowly towards you, fear on his face. He gets to about 
ten feet away from you now, fully illuminated, standing on the edge of the trees here, and uh, he'll he'll stop and stare out at you. Centaur, what are you doing out here? Jeremiah, I... Uh, you shouldn't be here. None of you should be. There's something out here we should be worried about, Sindar? Something's gone very, very wrong. Something that wasn't supposed to happen has happened, and now I need to deal with it. But you being here, it, it complicates everything. It ruins everything. Oh, God. Sindar, where's Miss Maggie Lathy? <sighs> oh, my God, of course. Of course, you would have found out about it when she doesn't show up. Gosh, I'm an idiot. What am I doing? Oh... I'm just not... I'm, I'm not good at this. I'm... Oh, God. Jeremiah's gonna run over and grapple him. Wow. Okay. Go ahead and make uh, an athletics check. I'll give guidance. <laughs> That's good. I'm gonna need all the guidance I can get. <laughs> Ooh, that is... Hot garbage. Uh, 12. I'll port into it to a 16. Oh. Hey, I'll just hey, use all the rules now. <laughs> I only have two. Thanks for thanks for letting me do the things. Yay! <laughs> okay, he rolls a twelve on the die. So let me let me check his stats real quick. But I think that's enough. Yep, twelve will do it. So you grapple him, restraining him. He fights you. Uh, wait, Cinder, mm. what are you doing? What is happening? You can make a persuasion check. Or you can make an intimidation check, depending on what you would like to, how you'd like to yell at them. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm actually going to put my uh, sickle against his throat. <gasps> oh my gosh. And intimidate him and say, Sendar, we're not fucking around here. <laughs> we're all just freaking out in the background, <laughs> seeing Jeremiah <laughs> Jill Sinkley like this. This was intimidation. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one, guys. This is a 22. Wow. Oh, my God. And here, grappled in the moonlight, found out. He, he seems shocked that anybody has followed him out here. He's he's fumbling for words with the sickle to his throat. It all comes tumbling out. He says, I'm the PTA. I'm the PTA. I, well, what? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a professional. It wasn't supposed to go down like this. It was supposed to be Maggie Lathy. She takes the fall. She hates pornography. She's just a goody two-shoes. She's just the type of goody two-shoes that would have a secret like this. She was, she was supposed to go down for it, but I don't know. Somehow somebody tipped her off. Maybe somebody asking, accusing her of, of doing it. She said that her, she said that Clegg Tumstall came to her asked her about the PTA and then she came to me and sorry she didn't mention to any other people coming to her and asking about the PTA (laughs) came to her and accused her of it and she came to me so because other people were there in the room I just I I think it's interesting she only mentioned Clegg Tomstool I I, I didn't know what to do I I I told her you don't see like Clegg and friends (laughs) I invited her out and and took her out here I don't know if I was gonna I don't know if I could actually kill her but nobody nobody is allowed to know about the pta that was part of the rules i have so many questions for you right now sindar but number one is where is maggie lathy she's in the rowboat she's she's tied up but not hurt all right you said nobody's allowed to know what happens to the pta what's going to happen to the three of us now that we know i i I, I don't know i mean 
I'm, I'm, I'm in over my head. You know, I, I broke in. I put this, the supplies in the tower schoolhouse, just like I was told. I stashed the supplies in the temple of Joaquin. I, I burned and censored the pornography. I, I, I just, I don't know. Is it just you two? Well, and now he seems really, really reticent. Make another intimidation check or a persuasion check, depending on what you'd like to do. I'll give guidance to the role. I'm going to intimidate him and I'm going to cast uh, Thaumaturgy and say, you better tell me right now what the fuck is going on. Oh my gosh. These weighted dice, man, they're just doing me good today. Um, 23. Wow. <laughs> 23. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. He breaks down. Tears start to fall from his face. He looks up at you, Jeremiah. He says, I'm, I'm sorry. This, it got out of hand. He promised that it would help the town. Who promised? He said it was good for business. <gasps> he said it was good for <gasps> business. And stepping out of the shadows... You see the lanky, thin figure of Lan Sponk, cowboy hat on head. Oh, no. He's followed you here with your incredibly obvious trail. (laughs) (laughs) And looking out at Sindar, he'll say, Now that's enough, Sindar. I was hoping my associates would be a little more discreet. And he'll reach his arm out, and he mutters under his breath, Eldritch Blast. <gasps> Whoa. A single blast of red energy at Sindar, who oh my is God. grappled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a hit and a nap 20. <laughs> the advantage given by the grapple makes it a crit. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. And he is going to hurt Sindar Fulbeek. <laughs> Substantially. Wow, it's a very low roll on the dice. Got got a little lucky on the crit. Sindar Fullbeak will take nine points of damage Ooh, Ooh, boy. as he's impacted hard by this blast of energy. Landspunk looks out at all of you and he says, Now this is just terrible. The fall woman finds out at the last minute. My agent loses his goddamn mind and causes a whole scene. And three no-good interlopers stick their nose where they shouldn't have. Now, I just asked you to help me find Maggie Lathy. I didn't want all this drama. (gasps) You knew all along. I didn't know where she was, see. I was looking for her so I could make sure that she kept quiet myself. I didn't think Cinder would be so stupid as to leave a trail like this. That's what you get, I guess, when you (laughs) pinch pennies. In his defense, I rolled really well consistently. (laughs) Now, I'm afraid this is where you and I are going to have to part. You see, I was hoping to do business in Chester's chair, but it's just so weird. You understand? Chester's chair, y'all do such weird things there. (laughs) Porn collections on display, underage drinking ignored, people yelling in the streets. Chester's chair is just not... Sponk mop material, you understand? I was hoping to clean it up, clean up the image before coming into town. It all starts to click in your heads as he's saying this, too. His one tell, of course, being the note that Krog got 
that implicated the wrong person was on especially cheap paper <gasps> for those with eagle eyes and oh razor sharp brains. It was in front of us the entire time. <laughs> There's a couple little hints. I asked about the cheap paper so many times. <laughs> the totally wrong context in the stupidest ways. Mm-hmm. Lance Bonk looks at all of you and he'll say, Now, what a shame. I'm afraid y'all all have to die. <gasps> well, Lamb, there's something I've been wanting to do for quite a long time. <gasps> I'm going to pull out my crossbow. Great. <laughs> and with that, I would like you all to roll initiative. Wow. And with the initiative rolls recorded, we will pick up our battle <laughs> on the edge of Tenor Lake next time thank you listeners for listening thank you players for playing yeah. thank you DMs for DMing oh my god yeah, thank yeah, you DM. DM oh my gosh soft what a twist what a, what a I've been sitting on that one a long time yeah oh my gosh you know how earlier how I was how I was hesitant a little bit to cast command because I was like this is gonna go either really well or really poorly well now I'm out of leveled spell slots uh oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will do. say I also only have cantrips. <laughs> I actually spell have spell slots for once because there were no animals in the previous <laughs> day. <laughs> oh, thank God. Anyway, if you like the show, follow us on Instagram, like and subscribe. And the most important thing you can do for our show is tell your friends about it. Get your, other, get your friends to listen to it. That would really help us out so much. And with that, we will see you next time for this exciting combat. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We will kill the spunk. <laughs> <laughs>